Well, good afternoon, dear brothers and sisters, and I greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I absolutely trust that you're having a wonderful time for those who are on holiday and enjoying your family and your friends and your Christian brothers and sisters. This is my final message for the year 2022. We've come to the last day and contemplating and praying about uh, a few things. There's, there's three scriptures that I want to share with you as a message going into 2023. I believe it's going to be a really interesting year next year. If we look back in 2022, there wasn't a lot of disruptions as the previous year with COVID and all of these things. But I absolutely believe the challenges is, are not way behind us. Now, I'm not a pessimist and you all know me, I'm not a pessimist. And that's why we don't look at what's happening in the world, but we look at what's happening in the prophetic world. Uh, if you open up your Bible and you read through the prophecies in the Old Testament and then eventually you come to the prophecy in Revelation, you will see that things are happening really fast. There are a plethora of things that I can discuss with you right now, which happened in the last year and is absolutely showing us that the Bible is true. But no, I'm not a pessimist, but I'm a really optimist in the Lord Jesus Christ. So I've got three scriptures for you, three scriptures that I want you to meditate and contemplate. Uh, go and find them in your Bible and read in the next few weeks on them. Uh, tonight, as the clock will strike 12 p.m. night time, um, we will go into 2023 and 2022. We will never see it again. And I want to start off by saying if there is any disappointments for you in 2022, I want you to leave them, leave them behind. You've, you've learned your lessons from them. If there's any person who's done you in, uh, forgive them because the Bible teaches us to forgive. And if you hold on to it, then you will be stuck in 2022. And some people are still stuck a little bit further behind. So leave them, uh, forgive them so that you can move forward. This is all good uh, biblical and Christian principles. Uh, and so, you know, there's a lot of things that happen, but I want us to do what Paul says is to reach out with everything we've got for the future and uh, trust in the Lord that he knows the best. So three scripture verses, take them uh, and bind them around your 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 neck, you know, uh, figure of these saying, but uh, the first one is in Matthew chapter 26 and it starts in verse 41. Now, we find Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane here. And I don't want to preach about Gethsemane. We all knew what happened there. But there's a scripture verse that stands out for me, clear as daylight. Uh, he asked his disciples to pray with him and they fall asleep. We all know what happened. But this is the scripture verse which really resonate with me if we go into next year. And this is Matthew 26 verse 41. The word says, watch and pray. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Now listen to this now. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Now all of us has got some testimony which we can affirm what the scripture says here. 
But Jesus says to his disciples, and he says to you and me today, and I'm, I'm very aware not to take it out of context, but I do want to use this single verse to apply to us for next year, where he says, watch and pray. Two things you can do well with next year is to watch and to pray. The, the Greek form of the word watch here comes from Gregorio. Now, Gregorio means to be awake, to watch intensively, and to be vigilant. Child of God, it's going to be essential for you to be vigilant in this coming year. We know about the changes in the world. We know about the attack on the Christian we know about all of these things. We need to watch. We need to pray. The, the word here is to, to pray lest we fall into temptation. And let it be known, we can fall into temptation. There's a lot of things in this next year that will come your way, purposely from the enemy or non-purposely generated by yourself, which could lead you into temptation and take your focus away from God. Be watchful for that. Be vigilant for that. Uh, he says the spirit is willing. And, and we know our, our apostle Paul, he talks about as He says, the things I want to do, I don't do them. And the things I don't want to do, those things I do. So the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And we all know the flesh is weak. And this is why we need to watch for those temptations. And we need to pray. If you think about about these things. A child of God, uh, God's watch always goes with prayer. Our watch always goes with prayer. You can't watch without prayer. Um, watch is within your power to do. We can watch. We can be vigilant. We can do that. This is within your power. Prayer, on the other hand, is the power of God. So those two goes together. You can't stand on your own. You need God. Prayer calls on on the power of God. It's drawing on the power from God. And we need to have that. So the first scripture verse that I want to share with you, which you can do well with taking with you, is to watch and to pray. The second scripture verse I want to share with you for 2023 is the word in Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. We know now that this is the passage where Jesus is sending his disciples into uh, the world. In, in fact, amongst the Jews to go and preach the gospel. He sends them two by two. And again, I don't want to take it out of context, but I want to use the specific verse here for you uh, to take into 2023. And that is in Matthew 10 verse 16. He says, Behold, I sent you as sheep in the midst of wolves. I love the word of God because it's so true. He says, beware, I sent you as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, this is now the application. Therefore, be wise as serpents and be harmless as doves. If there is one scripture that you can do well with to take with you into 2023, it's this particular scripture verse here. To know and understand your surroundings as a child of God. We are certainly sheep in a wolf's world. Look around you. Look around all of the things which will draw morality away, which will try to pull you into those things. But there's a stern warning here that I want you to, to take note of. 
He says, you know your environment. Sheep are not fighting animals. We need to take the gospel into this world. This is why he sent them with the message, the message of hope, the message of life, the message of eternal life. And now he says two things which we need to take with us. First of all, he says, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And again, this is so prominent to our day and age. We should defend ourselves, or, or let me say, we should not defend ourselves as a church, as a Christian, as a child of God, with worldly forms of power. And, and I've seen it so many times. I see so many Christians who want to become militant against the government, militant against other groups. We are not called to be that. We are not called to be a militant church at all. No scriptures, results, I don't find it. No, no, we are harmless as doves. This is what I find. We preach the gospel, remember. We don't fight. We are harmless as doves. Uh, and we remain harmless, but wise as serpents. Now, I live in a, on a golf course here, and there's a lot of snakes around. And when you play golf, they warn you to watch out for the snakes. But I want to say to you, maybe it's the snakes who's watching out for us. I remember vividly one day I was you know, playing golf, and I walked around trying to pick up my ball. And when I looked behind the grass, there was a black snake lying there, behind, hidden, away from my eyesight. Now, if I made a noise, he would have quickly go away. It's only when you're in his environment or step him in accidentally that he will attack. But we are not to be that. We have to be wise. He doesn't say we need to be attacking like serpents. He said we need to be wise as serpents. Why? Because everybody wants to kill serpents and snakes. Everybody wants to kill them. And they need to use their wisdom and their cre creativity to survive. And maybe we need that. Maybe we're going to need that in the next year. Our wisdom, which God gives us, by the way, and your creativity. Not every battle is a battle for you to stand in. You need to preach the gospel. That's our work. So the second scripture is Matthew 10 verse 16. And then I want to end with the third one, which I really get excited about. With all of these things happening, all of these, uh, every, every prophecy is starting to be fulfilled. Listen to the scripture verse and may this encourage you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13, Paul writes, he says, But I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. We do have hope. Praise the Lord. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, do you believe that? Do you believe what Paul writes here? He says, if we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, I absolutely believe that. That is the foundation, apart from the blood of Christ, the foundation of my faith is that Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, came. He died, and, but He rose again. That's the foundation. He says this. He says, if you believe that He died and rose again, even so God is willing to bring with Him those who sleep in Jesus. This is facts. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, 
that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. Are you waiting for that shout? He will the Lord himself will come from heaven with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those of we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, application word, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another with these words. Brothers and sisters, this is a scripture you need to take with you into next year. The Lord can come any moment. The time is ready for him to come. I still say, Lord, Terry, one more day so that we can preach the gospel. But he can come any moment. I absolutely 100% believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. If you don't, my friend, God bless your heart. But this is the comfort that I know that the Lord will come and he will remove his church any moment to meet him in the air. This is different from Revelation chapter 19. So there's three scriptures. In fact, there's another scripture. Allow me, I say three scriptures, but you know me. There's another scripture which just, which, which I think you need to understand to know as well. You remember when the widow went to this judge and she tried to make a case for herself in Luke chapter 18. It says there, you know, she kept on persistent going to the judge to help her out with the case. And then uh, eventually he, he gave and he looked in favorably in a case. And then the Lord said in that passage, there, Luke chapter 18, verse 8, he says there, when the Lord Jesus Christ come, you remember we talked about the rapture, when he comes, will he still find faith? Will he still find, the faith he's talking about here is persistent faith. This is maybe our fourth scripture verse to take into next year. Let your faith be persistent. How do you make your faith persistent? Brothers and sisters, the scriptures is just coming to my mind. Bear with me. Yeah, you do it by reading and studying God's word. How do, how, how do we get faith? Faith cometh by the, the, the word of God, by the preaching of the word. Read your Bible. Watch and pray. Be vigilant. Be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. May the Lord bless you. I want to thank each and every one of our church members. Now, you, you know, members, not a membership on here. If I say members, you understand what I say. You're part of the body of Christ. But those who came this year, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you from Leonie and myself, from our heart, for your support in ministry for us. Thank you for being there every Sunday with your smiles, willing to help, willing to clean up, willing to do everything. These works is not works which will benefit us that much. I get that. But the, the thing is, brothers, it helps us. It helps us as a community of believers. We are so grateful for you. We already miss you. And in the next two weeks, may the Lord bless you until we see each other again. 
now. I'm going to pray now and may the Lord be with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this year. I thank you for the opportunity, Lord, to be able to preach and to share your word and your gospel. I thank you for my brothers and sisters, each one of them, for my friends over the world which I haven't met who listen to this as well. I pray, Lord, that you will bless them wherever they are and one day in heaven we will meet. We will meet each other and what a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.